Hey, Felicia, do you ever have problems creating content, you know, when you're doing your social media and things like that? Yeah, I kind of get stuck because, you know, it's not really in my genius zone. Why do you ask? <laughs> well, I ask because I found this great new tool that I think you'll love. It's called Adobe Express. You've probably heard about Adobe before, right? Yeah, I, I use it for my photography, of course. Yeah, there you go. So the same people have got a great tool. It's called Adobe Express, and it's really useful for creating bits of images or graphics or videos, you know, the average day-to-day -day content that we might use on social media. Oh, really? How, how easy is it to use? Well, I'm not casting any aspersions on your skills here, but as you said, it was not in your zone of genius. Let me perhaps explain a little bit. So the basic premise is you have a canvas that is a certain size. Maybe it's your Facebook profile cover photo, or maybe it's an Instagram post, something like that. And then you can add bits to it. So you can upload a photo and you can do some cool things like you can remove the background and then superimpose it on something else. You can use some of the brilliant assets from the Adobe stock collection, which is fantastic. Or if you're really clever, you can bring in assets from your creative cloud, maybe your Adobe Illustrator files or something like that to make it really stand out. But it's really cool and it's really simple to use. Oh, that's exciting. So how do I get started? Easy. Well, let's say easy. All you've got to really do is go to express.adobe.com and you'll be able to go and have a look. And if you've got Creative Cloud, and you might have this, Felicia, I don't know. If you've got Creative Cloud already, you will already have access to Adobe Express. So why don't you go and check that out and see if you've got access? Oh, I'll definitely do that. Thank you for letting me know about this. It's an absolute pleasure. In the show notes, you'll find a link so you can go direct to Adobe Express and check it out for yourself. Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything within it. I'm Biz Paul. I'm here in the UK, feeling very festive, not really, and I'm joined in the US in Birmingham, Alabama, by... Felicia Jones. <laughs> hey, uh, so I have to tell you, I'm so excited because I got my weekly uh, tweet from the Chippendales TV show. Did you? They are encouraging me to, yes, they're, okay, now I realize what they are doing. They are tweeting me every time a new episode comes out. <laughs> so they want me to watch episode six now. So I, I will say whoever is doing the marketing for the Chippendales show, like, man, you are all in. That's all I got to say. Is it not automated or are they like genuinely reaching out to you i would i would assume so but i don't how, how do you automate a direct tweet to somebody i don't wow is that a thing I, it must be yeah i would have said yeah. i would have said so yeah i well okay it does says reply stop to opt out oh okay well, that's kind of cool. yeah yeah <laughs> that so, would give it away so it's like a text tweet <laughs> yeah but it's kind of cool though. yeah well i mean you could still just say stop if they're like, hey, you don't want us to text you individually anymore. But yeah, so for all of you, if you want to go see very good looking gyrating men, um, Chippendale shows on Hulu. And if you've ever been to one of the, the places, you will know that when they say stop, you've got to stop. Yeah, I've been to, um, I, I, I've, well, I, I went to a Vegas show once. Uh, it was quite interesting, um, very impressive. And then I went to, um, 
I went to a party and they hired strippers. Way too involved for me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, way too involved. Okay. <laughs> that was a little too much in my face. So I was like, okay, it's kind of gross now. <laughs> um, what else have you been up to? You've been watching some some of the old programmage. Yep, I, I finally dived into... Megan and Harry, because I had to do customer service and it was annoying me. So I said, you know what? Let's go watch Megan and Harry documentary. So I binged that all of yesterday. So I am up to date. I am officially an H&M expert. Okay, good. Yes. So I'm, I'm ready for all the questions. I'm ready for all the questions. So um, as as uh, you've made the effort, I feel compelled to to feature this in, in some way. So uh, I'll, things I want to know <laughs> is... How did you watch it? So did you watch it with a, I'm going to watch it from a neutral perspective, or I'm going to just listen to what they say, or I'm going to uh, take everything that they say is the truth, or I'm going to just recognize that it's their version? You know, how did you watch it? You know, I went in with no preconceived notions. I said, I'm just going to watch it out of just pure curiosity to see what they say. Okay. And what, so, what do you know? Nothing clouding me when I started okay so what how are you going to summarize this because it's six hours long and we're not having a six hour long podcast um so what's your <laughs> what's your analysis of uh, them what they're saying what happens next oh I can do the what uh TLDR yeah exactly <laughs> I like that now <laughs> uh basically Harry found his person that is it's really sweet they are I mean unless they have edited it to look you know, because they can, they look like they are definitely in love and you got to give it to them. They, they absolutely look adorable and they seem to really genuinely love each other. Um, I can see how people are jealous over that, but it definitely seems like he found his person. Um, she's a very interesting woman. Um, I think she has, she has leaned on the privilege of of her, the way she looks and being associated with whiteness, that she has never had to confront racism in any particular way. Um, not for real, some things, but she, she's been able to kind of float through life and not have to be confronted with it head on until she went to the UK and people made a big deal about it. And it was so interesting because she, she refused to believe that that was the issue. And until it like slapped her in the face. Um, the other things, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff, of course, uh, this is from their perspective and, uh, you know, he was always concerned about his safety. You could definitely p tell he picked up all the traits from his mom about how she, in uh, interacted with the media. Sounds like that was definitely, definitely not her thing. And, um, I do believe he's a sensitive, like he's very like on the emotions and he is that kid that thrives off of loves and hugs and um and i had to be very careful when i was thinking about this because i was like he's a kid that needs it i think all kids need that but i think he like extremely thrives off of it mm. um and needs it on a regular basis and um you could definitely tell he has been on his own path so a lot of people's they they were alluding to a lot of people were blaming her for all of these changes you can definitely tell he was on his own path he just didn't couldn't figure out it felt like he couldn't figure out how to do it until he met somebody. He said, Hey, have you ever thought about leaving your family? Like, Oh my gosh, can I leave my family? You know, those types of <laughs> yeah. things that 
when you have an outside perspective, like, can you go on vacation? Like, I don't know. Can I go on vacation? So, um, but it does seem like everything was good. The family seemed to loved Megan until the Australia trip. And I think she was becoming the it girl of the Royal family. And, um, sounds like a lot of people didn't like that. I mean, I think his mom said that years ago that people were, her being in the forefront was causing problems with the family. And it sounds like it was causing problems again and heavily implied until the very last episode where it was coming from. It sounds like it's coming from his dad and his brother and definitely toward the end, it was coming from his brother. They got into some arguments over, you know, letting them leave, you know, just let us go to Canada. Just let, they literally just wanted to leave. Just let us leave. Cause we want to do volunteer work and gosh, you know, they just wanted to do volunteer work. Nobody wants to do that much volunteer work except for them. Just let them go do it. But it also feels like people are like, no, we all suffered. So you need to suffer too. So it's kind of felt like a lot of spite going on uh, with that family. Like everybody had to deal with this. And so what's, you know, there's nothing different about you. But the element of racism brings out a different level of evilness in people. Um, so for the most part, they, you know, they took off, did their own thing. Some heavy I- implications that his brother is behind a lot of this stuff. Because I did learn how the press works over there with the royal family. Basically, each of each family or the queen the queen, the current king, and King Jr. and Harry, they all have their own little press team and they compete with each other. And that's what causes problems as well to get headlines and stuff. So they sell sell stuff from other people's, like, I'll give you this if you give me this type thing. And um, that caused some problems. And um, I will say the paparazzi and the British media, oh my goodness, (laughs) they are garbage and trash. Like, they he has a level of paparazzi on him that is unconscionable like it's there's something so inherently wrong and um i guess a lot of the experts were saying that because the royal family signed a deal with the devil and the media and you know you show up for the public we have access to you and that's kind of how they treat them they're like you belong to us we can do whatever we want to you which is very damaging um but in the end I think is unfortunate. It's really sad, especially when it got to episode six. It's sad that it does appear from their perspective that the family chose the institution of the royal family versus I'm your brother, I'm your son type thing. They chose that over this is our family. And that seems to be causing a lot of the problems. And, um, Harry feels as he's tried to talk to them, but everybody has shut him out and he doesn't expect an apology because it's like, he understands where it's coming from. Like that's his brother's inheritance is not his, but um, you could definitely tell he's hurt because he said when they were younger, they promised never to do this to each other. And he said, they promised so much, but you know, it is what it is when people get egos and power and stuff like that. Mm. Um, And I do feel that it's pretty sad that no matter what it is, no matter what's going on, you have a kid who, who feels like the family is going against him. 
and is doing things to feel as if the family's going against them. And somehow, some way you could not come together and say, you know what? I understand this royal stuff, but this is my kid and we got to figure this out. And that's pretty much what it is. You got a kid who's hurt, who really wants to be around his family, but his family is, uh, they have bent the knee to this other priority in life. And the dad and his brothers can't come together and say, you know what, let's fix this because he has even, he said he went to them and said, um, this is getting out of control. You're, you're talking to me through the media. We're doing the same thing. Let's get in the room and talk it out. But they have kind of refused to do that. And um, it, it's, it's just sad. I mean, once you get through all of it, it's sad that you have a kid who wants to talk to his family and his family doesn't want to, and they can't seem to pull themselves out of whatever they're in to like say, let's get in a room and just figure this out for whatever reason. So, wow. So I don't know if that's a good summary, but that's what I got from it. Well, I mean, it just felt sad. <laughs> that saved me six hours. That's for, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> um, okay. So, <laughs> so questions, questions. Yeah. Um, after watching it, did you feel like there was any element of spin from them? I don't think, I didn't feel like anything was a spin from them. I do feel like this is, I mean, you have kids. It's like they're telling a story from their lens and something has led up to them to try to fill in the blanks um, of what is going on. Yeah. So I don't, I don't feel like they were trying to spin, spin it any other way. So, and I think we've talked about this. It's like all the bits and pieces that we've seen. It's like, they put it in a story succinctly for us to like, okay, now we see where it's coming from and you get their reactions to what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, it's interesting because I just think, um, you know, it's just interesting to, to see whether having watched it, it feels like it's okay. We've got to either, we've got to tell our side of the story because otherwise you're just hearing something that isn't true or whether there's an element of, hmm, okay, well maybe you've embellished that a, a little bit. So for example, one of the clips that I've seen, and this is one of the clips that's been going around, I think certainly this side of the pond and people are reacting badly to it mm-hmm. is the moment where they talk about how suddenly she she realizes that she's going to be introduced to the queen and she has no concept of what goes on and certainly didn't understand that even in private you curtsy or bow to the monarch or people in the hierarchy above you now fine i accept as an american why would you know that i mean i knew that that was the case because i live over here um but i understand why Mm -hmm. why would you know that but there's this moment where she appears and i'm this is just my interpretation of what i've seen so it could be out of context she appears Uh to be suddenly really quite dramatic in a kind of does a big bow head into a lap, you know, your, your majesty, this, that, and the other. And I think it feels to a lot of British people is that that's quite mocking. And I just wonder, did it seem mocking to you or? No, no, it didn't. And so from what I, so her perspective or her, her story is nobody teaches you this stuff. She said, I know a lot of people assume that there's some school you go to, but you don't know this. 
And I get the feeling that the royal family doesn't teach you these things. The people who want to be in the royal family go and learn these things from some other source. And for anybody else who comes in from the outside, this is a whole brand new thing. Because I think I remember seeing one part of the crown where I think uh, Diana had to bow, but nobody taught, you know, she was doing it wrong and, sure. and people were laughing. Yeah, at her. yeah, yeah. No, I can, I can, so, I can completely get so, that. I can completely get that. I suppose, I suppose I kind of feel like it's on him though. Like, you know, she, okay. you know, it, she's, he's her that, boyfriend. Why is he not like helping her out there? I, okay. So my, so what I got from that one, they were consumed into each other. Right. I don't think it was a whole lot of, I mean, it's like little things talking about stuff, but not like, oh, um, oh, here's how you bow. He wasn't teaching her anything. They were just consumed into loving on each other. Mm. And when she was meeting the queen, it was a last minute thing. She didn't know that basically him, the two of them were going to get a tea or something. And then like, oh, by the way, I just found out grandma is going to be there we're going to meet the queen. And she's like, Oh, okay. And then he says, Oh, by the way, do you know how to curtsy? And she's like, what? You know? So, right. so she was like a curtsy. So, which, so she was like, I, she had to make it up. Cause I, I assume she's friends with Eugenie, Eugenie. Yeah, Eugenie. And I think they were kind of like giggling, like, yeah, do it this way type thing. And it's like, so okay, kind of an embarrassing thing. And so she had to look to the side, like, did I do it? Okay. They're like, yeah, you were great. And they were all like, like laughing. Um, so I get the feeling. So you've watched Harry Potter, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So you know how the three of them, Harry, Hermione, and Ron were set up. So Ron is the basically the pure blood. He lived all magic. He doesn't know anything else but magic. So everything's just second nature to him. Yeah. Then you have Hermione who wants it bad enough. So she's done all the studying. And then you have Harry who is, you know, the star, but he's kind of clueless. So he needs, they all need each other. And to, you know, to kind of get through things. What I think what happened with them, and I told Dustin this, I said, I think they didn't have a Hermione. They didn't have the in-between because I think with Harry, the way it appears throughout this whole documentary was like, everything's second nature to him. So this is not a big deal. It's like, oh, you know how to curtsy, right? Mm. Uh, you've met the queen, right? You've never been to a royal ball. And he drops it like an hour before. Oh, and it's, yeah. and I don't think it's that's it, that's a in his brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good analogy so like, yeah so there was no in between they needed a hermione to like because he doesn't know how to explain it because this is just something we curtsy and i'm pretty sure she's going to be like why you curtsy like because we just do and like well why and so they i felt like their whole thing there was no in between to mm kind of explain to her why this is done and then him this is like everybody does it's like i've never had to never had to train somebody on doing all these things and then mm. he is coming from a male perspective and he said that he's like i've always done this stuff he said it never it never it's like he never really thought about it but he's never done it from a perspective of a woman of all the things that might go wrong and things so he is he's kind of clueless himself which i got from it See, I think that looks bad for him. The, uh, the it does, it does. Know, the, but... Whether he's whether he's clueless, I mean, that's that's a whole that's a whole another issue. I tell you who Hermione is. Kate is Hermione <laughs> because you know she. I, I'm pretty sure she's studied everything. 
and and also, I mean, she's not like a Miley yes. insofar as she she is the person that hangs back. She's not a super, you know, she's a superstar now, I suppose, if we want to use those terms. But but she is very much, you know, stand in the background, let her husband yeah. go first. You know that that's that's her thing. So she she was trained. And I would assume the royal family is used to being around people who are trained to be around them. And they've never had to, tra- they've never had to train anybody themselves. Well, they should. Uh, <laughs> they should. I- they should, but they don't. Well, the, which is kind of fascinating. The, the other thing is it does demonstrate the whole ludicrousness of the situation anyway, that one person vows or <laughs> curses to another for no reason other than they yeah. exist. You know, it's just, I mean, it, it, it's yes. just ludicrous in itself as a as a concept, irrespective of where you, where you sit in the position. Okay, so other questions, I think, uh, okay. from from that. Go is, for it. I'm ready. I was going to say what happens next. We know what happens next because they've got another Netflix show coming out in a week or so, I think, which is about oh, what is I that think it's about like ecology or 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 something like that. So okay, my okay. my question is. Um, so I'll, I'll preface this. So there is, um, there are rumors here that the next action from the royal family could be a statement that goes, right, everyone just needs to like lay off Megan because she is a loved part of the family. And that this kind of stems from... Um, so for those of you who haven't, you know, if you haven't seen this, Jeremy Clarkson, a British TV personality and journalist in a column, uh, talked about um, how he hated Meghan Markle on a cellular level, whatever that means, uh, more than he hates Nicola Sturgeon, the first minister of Scotland, or Rose West, a serial killer who is yeah. uh, murdered like, her own children and all this kind of abuse and all this kind of stuff. Um, and that he wants to see Megan paraded through every town in the land naked while people throw shit at her. I mean, I mean, it's absolutely yeah. outrageous and grotesque and there is, ma- it's, it's received the most number of complaints, this article to the press complaints um, authority than anything that's ever gone before. And it should, it's, it's absolutely grotesque. Um, okay, so th- there's talk about that maybe that will trigger something from the royal family to say, right, okay, that is way too, that's, you know, that's overstepped the line. They are still part of our family. They're not going to do anything. And that maybe that gives them a a, a, a door to uh, reconciliation or, or, or some kind of conversation. Do you think that's likely or not? Oh, hell no. From From the perspective of this documentary, I think Harry has always gone back to them to say, hey, this is out of control. The level of racist comments that we're getting is out of control. And they're like, oh, just suck it up and wave, you know, Uh, be cute, wave. That's what you do. And they've had death threats and things like that. And the family's like, oh, we all get that. It's kind of like we all get it. It's almost like a spite. Like we all did it. You're not special. So just suck it up. And I think... I think Megan said one of the things that really hit her was, you know, she assumes all these things are just tabloid things and nobody believes tabloids until she was doing her little walkabout. And somebody said, 
I don't like the way you're treating your father. And so she realized then people believe this and all you have to do is plant a seed. You know, I want the kids dead. I want her dead. And then you have people who will believe it. And then nowadays, you know, folks are crazy enough to start acting on it. So this has been an issue for a while and they have done nothing. So, I, I mean, I feel like they could if they wanted to. And I think that's the whole thing in the documentary. Like they could have if they had wanted to. They could have stopped a lot of this stuff. They could have put a press thing out to say, you know, she is a part of our family. You people lay off. And the only time they did something was when Harry and they, there was a joint statement from Harry and Prince William. And Harry said, I had nothing to do with it. And um, it was some, it was an accusation put out there that William bullied Harry so much that he had to leave. The Royal family put out this thing saying, you know, Harry is a love part of our family. We would never do anything like that. And that was the aha moment for them of like, they could have done this two years ago, but they chose not to. So I don't know if they would do anything. Um, One thing I did get from this is that they dropped the ball with Megan. I think jealousy, ego, power from, you know, what I got from their perspective is that the royal family is so stuck on that, that they dropped the ball with this young lady because she would have been a bright beam of hope that the British, the UK, the British monarchy could change their perception to other people because I didn't I mean it never clicked on me that the commonwealth is just full of black and brown people and it's that's not good optics (laughs) Mm. when you are the queen and everybody else is in very poor countries like that doesn't look good um and they could have really used someone like that to you know try to bridge that awkward gap um but they didn't. And um, I think a lot of people are saying this is why a lot of, of these countries are were not happy with the queen or like when she did pass away and had negative comments, because it's like if you treated her like that, that means you're treating all of us like crap. Um, so I, I don't it. I mean, at this point, it would be nice if they could reconcile. I don't think so. I think they're too power hungry and too dedicated to this system that they've created that they can't see the forest from their buttholes. <laughs> um, so I, I don't, I don't see anything. I mean, that would be the best thing. Cause I do what I did get from the last episode, Harry misses his family. Right. He misses going to Christmas. He misses all this stuff. He misses being in the UK. He misses being in London and I think it's sad that, you know, you have a grand, your grandkids, you, they have never seen those kids, which is kind of sad. Do, do, do you, you know, think, the, do you think he they, misses the privilege? I mean, he has privilege. So what is, what do you mean by that? Well, there's, there's celebrity privilege and then there's monarchy privilege. And I would argue they are different. But he hasn't lost any of that. Well, he hasn't lost any of that. Well, he has if he's How? not talking to his family and he's cut off financially from his family and he's not going to all the, the things and enjoying the things that the royal family enjoy. So I'm just wondering whether he's missing I, some of that as well. I don't get that. I get the impression in his core, he's a beach bum. I honestly <laughs> do believe. That. I think he's a beach bum who knows how to dress up. He knows how to do 
he's personable he's charming he knows how to do all that stuff but he seems like take my shoes off stick me on a beach in some shorts that seems to be his vibe yeah that really does seem to be his vibe i i think he knows how to play into it so i don't think he's missing any of the royal privilege because he's still he's still treated very much like a prince here right yeah um I just do think he misses his family. I honestly think he misses his family. And I think I get the feeling he misses his brother the most. So, and yeah. So what's, what's a, what's an, uh, what would be a good outcome? Like if you, if you were to say, right, okay, how, how could this end? Well, what, what does it take? I think for them, I, I honestly think the 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 best outcome is like, okay, they've given up all this stuff because they said that we gave it up. If you guys wanted the press, this is yours. We will leave the country. I think the best outcome is just inviting them to Christmas dinner because I do think he misses that um, or, you know, holiday things like that. Um, Meghan Markle, uh, she's an only child. She loved his family. Like, she wanted the big family and things like that. Uh, I, and I do think she would love, I think she misses that for the kids, like being able to grow up around cousins and stuff. Um, I think the best outcome is if they just call like, you know what, this was stupid. We love you. And let's just talk as a family. I think that would be the best outcome. Uh, but you don't think that's likely maybe i'm a soft <laughs> well no i i agree i agree i i mean if you if you put everything on the table and take status out of it for a second and all of the baggage and shit that goes along with that then yes so someone has got to be the bigger person and that really is normally the head of the family that says right yeah everyone's got to get together and we've got to sort this out and we're not leaving until we've sorted it out. And then there's got to be, typically, typically there would be movement on, on all sides. So maybe mm -hmm. that is, well, you know, maybe, maybe we don't want, we, maybe, the, maybe the Royal family would say, do you know what? We love you. We don't want all of our dirty linen out in public because it is dirty and we know that. So maybe you could help with that and uh, we will, you know, try harder or do, you know, welcome you back or do, I, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think that would be like, everybody has to come together because I think one, these are the actions of a very hurt child. I honestly do think is the actions of a very hurt child. And I also think it's the actions of a very extremely prideful group two men the dad and the and king jr boy yeah um i i think their their pride has gotten in the way of them pride and power which is is so sad because i mean nobody else can talk for this family except for those two for mm. the most part and and it's like if you just if you had stopped if you hadn't got into your little ego you would this would have never happened and that's the one thing they say throughout the documentary. Like, it didn't have to be this way. They were like, it didn't have to be this way. They just wanted to do volunteer work. Like, you could have dropped them off in South Africa because that's all they wanted to do. They wanted to go to South Africa and get away from it all and just do volunteer work, which is, they're two weirdos. They like that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Huh. I mean, that's all they do. They're like, we just want to volunteer. Like, okay, that's a lot of volunteering. But I, I, I think pride and hurt have collided, and it's going to keep colliding until the pride, the people with the pride, are going to have to like, like, we need to stop. And I honestly don't think they will. Well, I don't see it happening any time soon. There was a Christmas Carol concert here. I think it was last Thursday, and. There was like a weird um, display of unity, apparently, where uh, lots of the yeah. members wore the same color just to show that royal members can all wear the same color. And what she said, it wasn't wasn't true. It feels a bit petty, to be honest, stuff like this. I, I don't see it ending anytime yeah. soon, which is a shame because it's a bit boring. No. <laughs> Frankly, uh, I don't I don't need to see any documentaries about people's breakdown of their their family um i don't need to see tit for tat stuff from the royals either so um i mean it like like they said it didn't have to be this way at the end of the day this is your kid he just wants his family i mean it's literally it sounds so sad but it's like he just wants his family he wants to protect his kids and he wants to be a really good husband and uh and they are so into each other which is which is I can see how some people would be jealous. Um, they're both products. Uh, they're both products of divorced families. So they bonded on that. She's an only child. And, um, and I think he's a lonely child. So it's like the, the lonely and the alone child got together and whatever's going on, they're just making the bond even stronger with them because they just dig deep into each other now mm. and into their family. Uh, but I, I do think it's unfortunate that they are mis you're missing out on some cousins and some kids and yeah, that's too bad. The people with the pride are going to have to get themselves in check. But I guess if, if that's all you want is the power, then you're not going to call your brother because I don't see them having, I don't, it's one of those things like, what do they have to lose by doing all of this? Because I mean, he still has money. He's not going to be a King. He's nowhere near being, he's taking power. Um, and it sounds like he's been struggling with this for a long time. So I, mm. I, 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 don't know. I thought about you and like your kids. I was like, Paul, I was like, oh my gosh, Paul, don't ever do your kids like this. Like <laughs> if you see things going out of control with your kids, like just like, okay, we all need to stop for like three seconds and figure out what's going on because that's too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you, do you know, like I think oh, well. they are worried about ultimately the Royal family is, is always worried about them being abolished. That, and, and that's, you know, that's a, a power thing, I guess. Uh, yeah. um, but do you know what? I think in, in today's society, people wouldn't give a shit. Like, like if, if they turn around and say, do you no. know what? We were a bit racist, actually. And we're trying to sort that out. And yes, we did make some mistakes uh, and we're fixing that. No one's going to go abolish the monarchy. I mean, a few people will, but they would have said it anyway. I don't think people are that that bothered. They would probably go... Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. Crack on. Like, you know, yeah, make just up. Like, talk to your kids. Yeah. Like, talk to your kids. But, that's all you got to do. Because that's what it, I mean, it's screaming. Like, it's like, Charles, talk to your son. Yeah. That's all but, he's ever wanted from you. And a hug. But they're out of, they're out of touch, you see. They, I don't think they would think, oh, well, may, maybe it wouldn't be all that. Maybe people wouldn't be that bothered. And maybe we wouldn't be abolished. I, I just think... Because they, I mean, they have power technically, but they don't use it because they can't. They're just, 
you know, they're just figureheads. They're part of our culture and our society. But I think no one's going to, well, like I say, some people will, but the vast majority of people would not call for the abolition of the monarchy just because they admitted that they fell out over over something. They're, they're, they're not, but they're out of touch. They wouldn't yeah, know that. I actually think... I think it would actually endear them to people if they're like, you know what? Because, I, I mean, I've watched The Crown, and who knows if it's all real, but it seems like from every step, they have been on the wrong side of family decisions. How they dealt with Diana, how they dealt with how Diana died. The queen was like, she's not a part of our family anymore. Why should I say anything? You know, that's what I got from watching the Queen yeah. movie. Uh, but it's like they've always been on the wrong side of family decisions. And you would think at some point, like, OK, we got like a thousand years of bad family decisions. Maybe somebody could be like, <laughs> maybe all we have to do is just call him and just like hash this stuff out over some beer. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't I don't think it's ever going to happen. No. And and until then, you're going to have the tactics of a very hurt child and it's going to keep coming i agree do you know i think i think we should offer our services oh no that's too that's too deep you, for me you don't, that's you too don't much family trauma <laughs> okay I, I, was, <laughs> no. I was just thinking how much we could Stay charge family drama oh we could charge though we could no, no. You, oh now I've learned early on when I was money coaching and I had a married couple that wanted to work with me and I was the, I did it one time I said I will never do this again. <laughs> so no, family that needs to go to the professionals and these are rich people, rich toxic families. No. No, 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 no. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and that's the other thing I got from that documentary. They are freakishly wealthy. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> and you only just realized? <laughs> I mean, I know he was, he got cut off from all his money. So I do think a lot of this is he had to find some ways to make some money for this family. Uh, and everybody else is making money off of him. So he's like, screw it. We're going to make money off ourselves. But goodness, that house. It's like, God, y'all are so rich. Oh, I thought and that wasn't their I house though. No, no, no. They bought their house six months later. So they moved in with Tyler Perry. And I don't know if you know any no. of his movies, but um, uh, he's huge over here. Or well. Depends on who you talk to. Uh, but no, he called them out of the blue and said, like, w he didn't like the way the family was treating her. And he was like, I understand how family acts, so you can stay in our house. Um, he's buddy-buddy with Oprah Winfrey and stuff like that. Um, they stayed there for six months. Then they got their own house in the same hood, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they are but, freakishly wealthy. Yeah, still. Even without his, <laughs> his, his, his funding, you know. Exactly. It's like, geez, y'all are rich. I, I tell Dustin, I was like, next time I'm married for money. I'm yeah, like, why not? Why stuff. not? Um, <laughs> look, well, look, I think we've kind of run out of time, but um, yes. that was that was fascinating, and I, I kind of feel like I don't need to watch it, which is which is good. Uh, so, 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 thank you for that. I think that's a, that's a good analysis. A couple of couple of things which we should mention, I think, for for the listener, just to acknowledge that the World Cup is over and Argentina won. There yeah. we go. Happy days. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to uh, do the kind of in betwixtmas uh, with our end of year show where we will have awards, the Human Exhaust Me awards yeah. for the most exhausting humans of 2022. It's, it's something you can't miss, right? 
Yes, yes. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes. Gotta do this. Okay. Well, look. Um, this is our show before Christmas. So, Felicia, have a very happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, and um, yeah, I'll see you until then. Don't eat too much, okay? Oh, I definitely won't. And listener, have a happy Christmas from all of us here, the cast and the crew, which is obviously massive. Uh, to you, have a very happy Christmas, and we'll see you on the other side.